You're tuned in to We Find Hidden Money with host Neil Evans. In each episode, he interviews influencers from every genre of business. One of them might just spark that idea that ignites your bottom line. Here's Neil. Thanks, Susie. Today I'm chatting with Chuck Berman. Chuck is a financial representative of Westpac Wealth Partners out here on the left coast. Chuck's got a well-rounded career in industry and in the financial world, so he comes from a place of practicality. He'll tell you how he provides financial strategies that challenge traditional thinking through an uncommon approach toward the goal of achieving long-term financial balance. Now, this is something I have to say. It's a disclaimer required, and you know how heavily regulated the financial industry is, so I'm just going to go at it. Charles L. Berman, financial advisor for the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, securities and investors vesting through Park Avenue Securities, a subsidiary of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America. This show is for informational purposes only and that individual situations may vary and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. So with all that, Chuck, welcome to We Find Hidden Money. Neil, thank you very much for having me on today. How can I help you? Oh, it's a pleasure. So, um, Chuck, can you give the listeners a bit of background of how your process works when you engage a traditional wealth manager? I should say anybody's process works when you engage a traditional wealth manager. I'm sure that there are some of our listeners that don't have a financial advisor other than their tax advisor. It's very, very true. A lot of people do work with financial advisors, but the majority of people haven't in the past. And it's really important to turn around and get some good advice, get some good information from a person who does this on a regular basis. We're dealing with your assets and trying to help you grow them and prolong them so they'll last you for the rest of your life. So, I know this sounds crazy, but how should one actually shop for a wealth manager? Is there some way to assess their success rate or you know something like that? Well, I think the most important thing outside of a person's reputation is the chemistry. If the chemistry isn't right and you don't feel comfortable and there isn't a level of trust, you're never gonna take the advice of that advisor. So I think it's really important to speak to two or three different people and as long as they're all equitably skilled, go with the one that you have the best gut feeling about that works with your chemistry. Totally makes sense. Uh, I, I want to back up on a question here. Why is it so important for a person to properly protect their assets and, and, and how should they protect them? Well, protecting assets is the first step of our strategy and it's really very, very simple. A typical person, when they first sit down with a financial advisor, they want to talk about their investments, and that's it. Financial advisor who's going to give you the correct advice is going to want to understand all of the assets that you have and is going to want to make sure before starting a process of growing them that they're properly protected against liability, disability, and or death. If you don't protect the assets you have, you could lose them. It's like closing the gate after the cows have escaped from the barn. Yeah, just a question here. How financially disorganized is the average person? And why is this organization such a threat? Well, the average couple 
has somewhere between 10 and 25 accounts with moving balances. Think about checking, savings, credit cards, auto loans, auto leases, insurance policies, so on and so forth. Over the course of a typical month, bills come in. You sit down with your checkbook or your computer or your iPhone and you send out a payment. What do you do with the bill? You put it into a file cabinet or the proverbial kitchen junk drawer. The next time you see that bill that you filed away is when you're getting ready to see your tax advisor for the tax year. Ain't that true? And, and basically you turn around and you put together a shoebox or a very, very large box of documents. You go see your tax advisor, you put the box down on their desk, and in essence what you said to them is, go fix what I did last year. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a great idea if there was a way that we could keep our tax advisors aware of how we were doing over the course of the year with very little effort? as regularly if you wanted to on a monthly basis. Could that tax advisor then say, hmm, I notice you're trending this way and we're still within the tax year. Let's make some adjustments to our strategy. We might have a much better outcome when it comes to tax time next year. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's got to be true. I want to ask you a, a, a left field question Okay. Uh, that is personal, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is no, I, I don't think it's off topic because we're talking about accounts and this is the biggest account mm -hmm. that people, you know, mm -hmm. unless they have a, a Maserati or something. Mm -hmm. But should I finance my home, okay, with a 15 or 30 year mortgage? Which, uh, do you have a suggestion about that? I realize this is outer space. It's, talk, it's really a very, very specific answer to a specific individual with their specific finances. However, there's pros and cons to both. But think about this for a minute. The average human being, the largest tax write-off they will ever have is their home mortgage payment. If you turn around and go from a 30-year mortgage to a 15-year mortgage, you've basically cut the amount of time you can use that significant tax deduction in half. Also, the payment on a 15-year mortgage is significantly higher than a 30 we need to measure what the lost opportunity is that you could have achieved with those additional dollars you were putting into your mortgage payment. Now granted, this can cut back on a significant amount of interest, but it's really a very, very individual thing, and we would have to look at a specific person's finances to tell you which one is right for them. And I'm assuming with the new tax law with a $750,000 cap, now that complicates this even more, right? Absolutely. and. I want to wait until I see exactly how this comes out in writing before making any predictions. Gotcha. All right. So back to back to the topic in hand here, which is your incredible and unique methodology uh, for uh, for the way you work. So you definitely have a different spin on the traditional wealth management process that I'm sure the listeners are really excited uh, to know about. But uh, can you comment on the predictability of growth in traditional management? There's really no way to comment on and make any kind of statements in growth. The thing that we can do is we can control what we invest in. Most people look to chase rate of return. And I notice I use the word chase, because you're always chasing after it. You can't control rate of return. But the thing that you can control is your rate of savings. So what we encourage people to do 
is learn to become world-class savers. Because if we can get a person to save enough money and they have liquidity, liquidity allows you to take advantage of opportunity. When that right offer on that piece of real estate you've been dying to buy comes up, or that particular deal on that car that you want, wouldn't it be nice to have the money on hand, not have to turn around and liquidate something else in order to buy that? Well, if I can get you to be a really good saver, I will help you accumulate a lot more assets that way. So, so since we've segued into that, mm -hmm. how about talking more about the methodology that uh, you're using for uh, for me or anyone out there mm -hmm. to accumulate long-term security? Well. I mean, the first thing is, don't spend more than you earn. Oh, okay. And a lot of people get into that situation. If you can start, I'll tell you a story about the young lady who cuts my hair. She's 24 years old. First time I met her, she said, what's a financial advisor? I said, let's have a different conversation. I said, do you get tips? She said, yeah. I said, end of the day, you go out with your girlfriends and you party every evening. She said, yeah. And so the tips are gone. I said, why don't you turn around and take the tip cup and split it in half? One half in your pocket, one goes into the cookie drawer or savings account at home. Go out, don't spend as much, see what happens. Three months later, I walk back in for another haircut. She comes over and gives me a big hug. She said, my dog got sick. This is the first time in my life I didn't have to beg, borrow, and steal money from friends and family to pay the veterinarian bill because you got me on this program of saving. I was able to do it, and I didn't have to exhaust my savings. Well, so, so the essence of what you're promoting as a wealth advisor is truly about savings, right? Yeah. Once you save, then you can start to build a foundation. And if you build a firm financial foundation, you can start to put a number of things in place mm -hmm. that will allow you to have a much better financial so, future. So how does your process work? Can you take me through, you sit down with a, a potential client and then what do you do? We will sit down with a potential client and we will do an interview with them and we will ask a lot of questions. A lot of them are about the client's particular goals and things they'd like to achieve throughout their life. Is it getting married? Is it raising children? Is it paying for college? so on and so forth and we would turn around and ask them a number of different financial questions as far as what have they accumulated in assets what are they earning what are their costs so on and so forth once you turn around and get a full financial picture on an individual and everyone is different i've never seen two that are the same you can then turn around and start to formulate proper suitable recommendations for that individual I remember you uh, when we were talking about this some time ago you talked about the fact that in order to achieve this you have some technology where you're linking all these bank accounts oh, and basically. saving spending accounts all together. Exactly. We, we're, we're able to help a client track what they earn, what they save, what they spend on a regular basis without having to do much more than enter the information once into our system. It's very, very powerful. This is kind of a proprietary system to your company, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. Oh, very interesting. Um, so if I'm ready to engage with a financial advisor such as yourself, mm -hmm. what's, what sort of investment should I have 
to enable you? And uh, what, what magnitude of, of investment? I mean, you, you counseled that young lady. Mm-hmm. Well, you sort of c- kind of became dad and financial advisor mm-hmm. at the same time. But uh, you might not have taken her on as a client. No, so I, what, what magnitude are we talking about to be worth the time to have a financial advisor? Well, when we sit down and we work with a client, we're basically not going to turn around and set a fee up just to talk to them. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do is basically if we manage a client's assets for them, we charge them a rate of 1% a year. Mm-hmm. If their assets reach more than one million dollars, then that fee will start to tick down in basis points, mm-hmm. and that's how we are normally compensated. Uh, we also do sell insurance products, and if it's appropriate for a client that they need disability insurance or life insurance, we will get paid by the insurance company for that product out of the premiums that the client pays into it if it's appropriate for their sake of protection. So that's how you make your money. Yeah, part yeah. of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's the fee-based management of the investment accounts and it's on the life insurance and disability insurance and annuities if they're appropriate. So so going along with that, is there kind of a maximum age where somebody should engage with somebody like you or is there a point it's like too freaking late? You know, it's never too late, but the later it is the harder my job is and the less successful we're probably going to be. I mean, a person should start considering to speak with a financial advisor when they are about 30, 35 years old. Mm -hmm. Most people turn around and say, what do I need this for? I'll do it some other day. And before you know it, they wake up and they're 55 or 60 or 65 years old. It's time to retire and they don't know if they have enough money to allow them to live the lifestyle that they'd like to live for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. So basically, the sooner the better. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, this sounds like a really interesting spin. Uh, I would call it a spin, but really it's your methodology that I'm sure listeners would love to know more about that. Are you open to uh, consultations or calls or Absolutely. whatever? Absolutely be happy to speak to anyone. My telephone number is 914-582-7883. And my email address is charles underscore berman, B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, at the, T-H-E, W as in William, P as in Peter, 2.com. Charles underscore berman at the WP2.com. Could you repeat your phone number? 914-582-7883. Listeners that are not familiar with that area code, that's a New York area code. However, Charles is right here in California. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, we're sitting in a beautiful atrium at the um, Orange County uh, Holiday Inn Airport, and uh, we lo- just love love coming over here, don't we, Chuck? I migrated over here in 2014, moved my practice from the East Coast to the West, wanted to be closer to my daughters and my grandchildren. Well, Chuck, it was a pleasure having you on We Find Hidden Money. You know, we'll talk some more, I think. We've just kind of opened the door to the subject, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Neil, the pleasure was mine. Thank you Thank so you much. very much. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks, Susie. Check out our cheat sheet at www.wefindhiddenmoney.com. We just might find some hidden money for you in your own backyard.